weeks to, to fix. What a That's pain. my story. It's cold yeah. in here. Oh my gosh. Oh no. I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck because when you get used to fire as heat, it's, it's so much better than the baseboard heat. Oh God, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit of sunshine, sunshine inside your house. Yeah. yeah. How, are you keeping, how are you keeping warm at the moment, Jody? Well, I have to turn on, I only have electrical heat, so I have to turn on yeah. the baseboards. It's like well, okay. thousands of dollars every month <laughs> to heat this house with the, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. I have a pellet stove at my house and I love it. Oh yeah, you like the pellet stove? I do, I do. I but here, this is the hotel, so it's a electric heated <laughs> hotel. Well, we are live, yeah. solid ground, second live stream. Yay! Thank you all for being here. And uh, yeah, so just to start off, Jody, want to give us a little intro? What solid ground is? Yes, I shall do that. So. Solid Ground is a peer support community for people concerned about the imposition of critical social justice, that's aka woke ideology, and or COVID mandates. We offer online peer support groups through our Locals platform, as well as individual consulting. Find out more about us at www.solidgroundsupport.com. Excellent. Yeah, and we had our first, first week of meetings last week. And I really enjoyed the group that that came to my meeting on Friday. That was uh, it was a great conversation, and I'm I got it was wonderful to meet some new faces and hear some stories. And I hope more people come as we keep going. Me too. I, I really enjoyed my group last week. So, so we wanted to kind of do sort of have topics to discuss at these live streams because it's great to to have a little bit of a focus and something really big happened in the news over the past week and um and that was what's going on with Jordan Peterson with Dr. Jordan Peterson and his licensure being under threat due to some things that he has said on social media and he's been told now by the what's the what's the board there in Canada college psychologists of Ontario Okay, and he needs to do something called something really Orwellian sounding, like the social media retraining kind of thing, <laughs> in order to yeah. learn to censor himself properly in yes. order to keep his licensure. Yes. So Jennifer, can you tell talk a little bit, intro that a little bit for anybody who hasn't been up on that? I can. And this is something I'm really alarmed about. And um, as a licensed um, mental health care professional. I find it really alarming and I'm also quite angry about it. So I'll try to, I'll try to be calm. Um, but basically what happened is a bunch of different people who disagreed and didn't like his tweets reached out to the college of psychologists of Ontario and basically, um, you know, did the usual thing of trying to paint him as dangerous. And is this really who you want working with clients? Is this who you want representing the field of psychology? And um, they could, the um, College of Psychologists could have just dismissed it as basically nuisance complaints, but instead they chose to investigate and then to demand that he attend a series of one-on-one coaching sessions during which time he is to be coached 
on the proper use of social media and he's to pay something like $225 an hour for these coaching sessions. Wow. And a report is to be rendered to the board um, <laughs> basically arguing um, in favor or disfavor of him keeping his license. You know, has he been properly essentially um, retrained and brainwashed? And <laughs> I think I read something that also said that he's supposed to sign something to say that maybe he wasn't acting in the best professional capacity oh. or something. Maybe his tweets were you know, a bit objectionable. He's supposed to acknowledge that. And if he refuses to do it, then they'll call him to attend the training. They'll call him before a tribunal and they may pull his license. And so he's um, not planning on attending the training if it's possible to avoid that. And he is going ahead with legal action against the College of Psychologists. Wasn't there one tweet in particular Sorry, I don't know if you mentioned it. I was trying to pull up the live stream on a, a different screen. Um, wasn't there one particular tweet? It was about Ellen Page or oh. now, now Elliot Page. Mm -hmm. Elliot Page. Right. He, texted, he tweeted that Elliot Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. That was one of several tweets. Oh, okay, so there were a bunch of tweets. It wasn't just that one. Correct. Some of the others, um, if you guys remember the Sports mm -hmm. Illustrated cover that had the um, sort of medically obese woman on the front, and he wrote in response to that, sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authorian, authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. <laughs> yeah. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought it was quite funny. Um, but that was one of the ones that was strongly objected to. And then um, his criticism of Justin Trudeau was also objected to. And um, also he had made some comments about um, dropping the mask mandates and opening businesses and getting back to life as normal. Mm -hmm. And so people use these tweets to say that he's spreading misinformation, is endangering people, et cetera, et cetera. So one thing that I'm wondering, like when they, they're assigning some social media coach to teach him the proper way, this implies that there is a proper way and that there's somewhere where these rules are written that everybody should, should be able to see. And is that established? Do they have something like that for their, their licensing body, like a, like a social media you know, you must follow these things or is this being made up on the fly in order to capture people who are saying things that they don't like? That's a really good question. There is something very vague, I think, written. And I think it's deliberately vague so that one can mm -hmm. use a person's public statements against them. I can't remember what it is, but it's something. Oh, I wish right. I could recall harmful okay. harmful to other harm hateful speech or harmful to others or misinformation oh god something about professional i don't know how you being conscious about how you're presenting yourself on something um social media or something i can't quite remember but it's quite vague and you know that one of the questions that comes to my mind is well what if he had tweeted criticism of donald trump does anybody think for an instant mm-hmm mm -hmm that he would be having his license under threat because of that. 
Yeah. I don't though. <coughs> I saw a comment that he made about that, that all of the things that he's in trouble for are explicitly for disagreeing with leftist partisan politics. And so, you know, his his centrist position on things or even sometimes conservative position on things is what's being called out, not his speaking out about his opinions. I think that's I think that's exactly right. It's they're after him for for wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that the um, the College of Psychologists is um, I suspect that they are trying to send a message to other licensed psychologists in order to silence dissent and discourage people from expressing opinions contrary to the prevalent ideology. But I think it goes further than just psychologists and people in the mental health field. I think any licensed professional should be really concerned about this because their licensing board could come after them mm -hmm. similarly. Mm -hmm. If people start if people start thinking that they have to have a certain political opinion in order to be certified by a licensing body then the the amount of people in these areas who are practitioners is just going to completely be decimated isn't it yeah yeah you think so i think some people would be like totally on board and be like or either totally on board like yeah this is right or um okay, this isn't right, but I really want to be a psychologist. So I'll just go along with it. Mm. Like not, and not, I don't know. I imagine there's people out there who yeah. don't care. This is one of the reasons this, this started occurring to me um, during my second year of counselor training that there were aspects of the ethics code that seemed like they'd been cap captured by the same ideology that I was objecting to in the in the teachings. And I started to wonder, is there a future for me with a license? I don't know if there is. And as I kept going, of course, eventually I got to the point where I was like, yeah, definitely not. I'm, I'm definitely not interested in that. And I, I see the license as it's a bill of, of goods that you're receiving, but it also it's it's both entitlements and encumbrances, right? It's like things that you are receiving but also obligations that you have based on this and i think that the scale is tipping quite a bit towards the the responsibility end at this point mm -hmm. i'm not sure that the goods that you receive for i mean what are the pros and cons of licensure we could run them down mm -hmm. there's, um, a lot, there's a lot on the pros column what are those pros yeah jobs a lot of people will you know That's if you're working for an institution they want to only hire licensed and through a certain board right absolutely correct yeah um, insurance maybe billing insurance yeah yeah that's a that's a huge one and most people really do want their services covered by their insurance for understandable reasons and you can't bill insurance if you're not licensed mm -hmm. so that's a huge one and i mean when it comes to say a medical license some states can't practice medicine without an actual license so mm -hmm. that really has you hamstrung so doctors that have questioned um things like you know is the is the vaccine more helpful than it is harmful have been under threat with their licenses as well um, 
which at least I disagree with that, but at least in that case, you can make the argument that what they're saying is related to their medical practice. I don't think that anything that Jordan Peterson said was remotely related to him being a competent psychologist. These were strictly his personal opinions that people disagreed with and tried to punish him for having. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is what we thought with people who are woke is this kind of intolerance where they can't allow other people to simply disagree with them. They have to go after, they feel compelled to go after the person and try to destroy their livelihood. I find so unsettling. That would not occur to me to go after somebody who posted something I disagree with and reach out to their employer or God forbid their licensing board and say, do you really want this person representing you? Mm. It would never occur to me. That's one of those things that's been happening more over, or since we've had social media over the past, like what, couple of decades now, where employers are looking at your Facebook posts and your lifestyle in order to know if you're the kind of person they want. And so there's been like this, it's been the, the a huge question for this generation, right? Like how, how do we navigate this? How do we, how do we have a public sort of, is it a semi, is it quasi private slash public persona that you're presenting on social media? And what does that mean for the rest of you? It's, it's a new problem that we haven't had before because you weren't, you didn't even have the capacity to blast your opinion to that many people before the advent of Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So it is right. a really interesting question. Well, yeah. we might liken it to the town square, right? Like, would you go out to the town square with a big sign right like i'm starting i'm trying trying to think on the other side like would jordan peterson make up a big sign with a picture of ellen page on it and go out and like it's it's like that the effort to do that it would seem like oh that guy's kind of crazy yeah. right like like i actually i agree with him but why would like why go to all that effort but because there's no effort at all it's just you type it and you hit send yeah so in a way it's like i mean i can i don't know i i don't I don't, this is, I always try to see what the other side, um, like what their argument is. And I don't think there's like no argument for behaving unprofessionally. I mean, lawyers have, there's a clause in the ethics code or the bar, I'm not sure where, um, for not only professional misconduct, but personal misconduct. So lawyers who've um, posted certain things on social media that are like quasi-legal or done things in their private lives, like illegal acts, like, I don't know, hiring a prostitute or doing something highly unethical have been brought before the boards and I believe lost their licenses or had suspended licenses, I think. Um, so it's not out of the realm. Like there is never, it's not that a, a practicing psychologist should never lose their license for personal behavior. It's just, where is the line on that? And social media makes that a lot more complicated i think so like and he could argue if he's is he, if he's making tweets about ellen ellen slash elliot page um then maybe some somebody could say well he's not going to do the gender affirming care thing obviously he doesn't believe in that and it's like well then that's another question now you're talking about gender affirming now you're now you're talking about treatment right jen like you were saying that's, has nothing that's the exact argument that somebody made that him 
posting that suggested that he would not follow um, affirmative care guidelines. And no, he, he wouldn't follow affirmative care guidelines if he were to treat somebody. And he's not seeing um, private clients currently, as far as I know, because he's far too busy with other things. But in his interview with the detransitioner, Chloe Cole, he talked about how it's not really a therapist's job to automatically affirm their clients. The job of the therapist is to help clients explore and understand themselves, understand potential consequences of their actions, mm-hmm. to help them think things through. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the idea that there's that you must automatically affirm your clients in this case, I think, could lead to much greater harm. You know, we're hearing about people who have been given hormones after one conversation with a therapist or doctor, which I think is scary. But, you know, to me, this kind of leads to the question, when you enter particular professions, do you give up your right to express your opinion publicly? And if so, then the public square, which is what social media really has become, it's the modern public square, to only certain people have access to the public square. Well, I think that's a great question. Yeah, I don't think that should be the case. I don't feel like when I became a licensed clinical social worker that I gave up my right to express my opinion. And if there's a public forum and I wish to express it there, I I feel like I still retain that right. Mm -hmm. And yet there is this whole idea of group membership. And it's like, if you want to, and I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here, but if you are going to join X group and where they're, where they're insignia, mm-hmm. you know, does that group have the right to take their insignia back if you're not representing them the way that, that they want to be represented? And I, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of like a free market concept, right? Like if you don't, if you don't like adhering to the rules of this group, you don't have to belong to that group. And well, it, what happens when that group is so powerful, right? Like when it's the only group in town, right? the only group the insurers recognize is the only group that can give that bestow that amount of credibility. If, if we're truly have a a free marketplace, there should be other licensing groups competing Mm -hmm. with each other and the client or can choose, Oh, well, I think, I think this person's more credible because I've this, this licensing board, I agree with their philosophy of treatment or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And a truly free market, the practitioner would have options. See, I think the licensing board has the right to govern what we do within our professional capacity. But I don't, I don't think that expressing a public opinion is, that's not what goes on. You're not providing therapy via expressing and <laughs> on social media. So that's where I draw the line with that. Just broadening it out a little bit, even there was after the Queen passed in this country, there was a radio DJ who used to be, who's an ex footballer, and he 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 made some comments on Twitter on his personal account about the fact that he was a black guy, and he was like, "Why are we mourning the loss of this person who persecuted this many people?" It was you know he made kind of quite a generalization and a, something that I don't think a lot of people would necessarily agreed with, but he made that post, and then the 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 radio um, corporation actually banned him for a couple of weeks while they investigated investigated what had happened, I think. Um, and I, it just looked to me, to me like a company or an employer not knowing what to do, not knowing how to kind of, how to manage the fact that they were, they were also on the same 
town square, if you like, as as this individual, as this employee, and they just decided to ban him and try and save face. And somehow they felt that because an employee had said something that that somehow would come back to to to, to sort of like um yeah make a make a point about them as an organization. And I think that was a that was a line in the sand when I was thinking no, we don't want organizations to be saying as soon as you become an employee. You all have to think the same way as us. So, yeah. Right. Um, and why do why do organizations have to run afraid every time somebody makes a complaint? Why not right. say we we support the right of members of our organization to have different opinions and not all opinions represent this organization. Whatever happened to that? And and even about treatment too. I mean, if you think of doctors, doctors supposedly have the right to treat as they see fit. They can prescribe off-label medications, even though those medications aren't supposed to be for that ailment, according to their wisdom and their knowledge. So why not also have that with psychologists, right? Like allow them to treat as they see fit and not force them to treat something a certain way, because after all, they have firsthand knowledge of the patient, not, not this licensing board. Yeah. And that's a good point, because if you, if you boil it all down and it's a kind of a, uh, if it's such an ordered system that every doctor practices this way, every psychologist practices this way, then what yeah. you're getting is technicians. You know, mm. you're getting people who are just going through mm. these technical motions. You're not actually getting the person and their wisdom and their their perspectives. And so from that standpoint, having a social media presence or having your opinions um, available to be known allows the client access to more information about you to make their decision about whether you're the person that they would resonate with for treatment. So there's a, I, that, I think there's a reasonable argument there. God, I just had this horrible vision of like, you're, you're basically describing it. Like we're, we're talking about basically robots here. When you say, use the word yeah. technician. I mean, we could easily segue into robothood and AI and you know this increasing trend of people getting treatment through a computer tell i mean you easily go to a chat bot right like a chat bot therapist well, this is this and is something that in my counseling program that i you know the graduate program that i've spent a lot of time criticizing for specific things i've criticized specific elements of this program but i haven't really talked very much about the fact that i feel like things are going that direction and that was another thing that was disturbing to me about the 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 study of this the process of diagnosis and treatment is becoming increasingly regimented into these sort of insurance-friendly um, bits and chunks. And so the entire thing is becoming very standardized. And I do feel like there's a heavy technical element to it where you, you feel like you're being trained as a technician in order to implement this series of protocols on people. And, and that I find that pretty disturbing. And that this whole like social media retraining process, it, it seems like an extension of that. You are not, um, you know, Dr. Peterson, you number two, two, three, two, you malfunction. <laughs> alert, <laughs> alert. Yeah. Does, does mean, are we thinking that, that people in Ontario, is it just Ontario that this, this, this body covers or is it? Canada more widely is it just I think I think in Canada they do it by pro they do licensing yeah. by province if I'm not mistaken okay. but the people in Ontario how many people are going okay so can I now go faithfully to a psychologist 
to, and know that I can have an open conversation about things about what I think I'm, there I'm is thinking. now no yeah and Jordan Peterson pointed that out too that this drastically impacts the relationship between professionals and clients because your professional is now likely fearing for his or her license and and there are options that they are hindered from discussing without fear of licensure and you know it's the same thing in the united states there's multiple yeah. states here now where you are as a therapist required to affirm your client's gender identity, which means you can't, you can't have an exploration of why is this person struggling in their body? Maybe they're an adolescent and they're going through the normal adolescent discomfort and self-consciousness that's, that most people experience. Um, you have to, like you said, be a technician, you know, I am your therapist, I affirm you. <laughs> what's making you anxious and that's me anxious? <laughs> my robot therapist is making me anxious yeah. <laughs> i want to i want to take a minute to acknowledge the chat we've got <laughs> some good comments in here here's uh, so friar pestle says thank you for discussing this um uh, mantis uh, Oh no, he called someone not thin, not thin the horror. Uh, uh, Chris Freestone says, can't criticize Justin or he sends his dogs after you. I know this firsthand. It sounds like there's a story there, Chris. Um, Friar Pestle says, KCREP is already captured, therefore so is licensure and so is the profession. And I kind of, I kind of have, have to agree that I, I think that's, that's how I'm reading it as well. CNY photo video says, hello everyone, hello. Ellie Fernando says hello, and hi Ellie, hi CNY. Byzantine Ladybug, I don't think any medical licensing boards should be influenced by political movements or ideation. Medical licensing boards should have a narrow scope and need to stay in their lane. And that yeah. sounds like, like what Jennifer's saying here. I agree with that. I agree, absolutely. And then Chris Freestone says malicious context, who decides what, what that is? Is that what he, was accused of that phrase malicious context? Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure where that phrase comes from. Maybe it's maybe it's what he's being mm. accused of. CNY photo video says we have we all have far too much personal and professional information floating around on social media. If you don't stick to the narrative, you get corrected. Not the normal state of human interaction. Yeah, I agree. Byzantine ladybug. I really like that name. We have basic human rights. <clears throat> including freedom of speech and religion. Chris Freestone, I wish we had a, a first and second here in Canada, but we don't. Oh, amendments, amendment rights, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Byzantine ladybug, basically the direction we are going, too many or many religious individuals will not be able to seek help without fear of being harmed by indoctrinated professionals. That in and of itself is a violation. And then mm. um, John Goller says, affirmation confirmed, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. yeah some really good contributions thanks y'all for for being in the chat yeah this is a scary scary topic i think um somebody somebody i know suggested i sent her your video leslie it's a, a psychotherapist in my area where i live and she watched it and she said that's it's horrifying and that's why we need more alternative schools mm. like alternative uh, mental health counseling 
curriculums in, in schools. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, we're running up against this licensing problem, which increasingly looks like we're going to have a serious problem here, and we already are with the COVID stuff and, and the medical doctors, um, then this what school you go to doesn't matter. The education, if, if you can't get licensed without agreeing to these terms and conditions. Yeah, that's my sense of it as well. I mean, I, I, like I said, I was concerned with the way my school was teaching things, but as I looked out at the, the ethics boards and the licensing boards, I saw the same shades. I saw those same issues there as well. And my sense is that some schools may be at the vanguard of this where you're seeing it a little bit more overtly and you have to, you can't skirt it. But if there's a flavor of this, it's going to take over. And I think that, I think that parallel professionals put pressure on the industry as we see the market choose more of that. And I'm certainly seeing that, you know, in a small little way in my own, since I've been talking about this, I've had a lot of inquiries from people who are looking specifically for not woke therapy. And if the, if the licensing is, is woke and the, the requirements are woke, to just keep using that word over and over again, then uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna see a push the other direction for people to, to seek something that's not that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully they won't come after they, this ominous capital T, they yeah. won't come after the coaching industry and try to professionalize that and, and make that into a license. That's I'm sure the that they will. Yeah, yeah. They probably eventually as, as it is as more gross more of the um, market share goes over to coaches they'll, they'll try to license that and then we'll have to think of another name mm -hmm. Start. mentor yeah <laughs> professional friend yeah <laughs> human, being. human being non-autonomous human being yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it is alarming though jennifer have you thought about um, what that, what this means for you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it before this, but that, you know, because I know several people who were, um, investigated by their licensing boards for their opinions, which were quite mild on social media. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's something I do think about. I don't have any intention of being silenced. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a concern for any licensed professional, even, so this is odd, even um, realtors, there was a, um, some, something passed for realtors where if they said something, even in the privacy of their own home, and it was reported that they could lose their realtor license. So if they questioned um, any of the, you know, critical race theory or what? gender theory, yes. Really? Yes. yes. What does well, that do with real estate? Mm. Because the idea is that then you would discriminate in housing. Mm. Um, well, so that's one way to win an argument, right? Like if you're getting a fight with your spouse and you're really pissed, you can call the anonymous real estate that's <laughs> <right>. hotline. <laughs> Well, and if you have Alexa, maybe it's already calling for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Filters different from real estate agents. I'm not sure exactly, but but I had even had somebody reach out to me because they were very worried about this. So, like, if you said over dinner, you know, I really, I really think that there's um, 
just two sexes and that biology is real and it's quite immutable and your cousin gets pissed and calls the board of realtors that you could lose your license as wow. a realtor. This affects way more than the mental health oh. field. Fortunately, it's particularly prevalent in our field. The field has really been captured, which I'm very um, sad and embarrassed about. Um, but it, it's everybody needs to be concerned about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. yeah, I mean, like mental health, like therapy is extremely. I mean, I won't, I won't even get into the power dynamics. I mean, being alone in a room with somebody. I mean, it's wow. I mean, we we should all be concerned because a lot of people seek therapy, and if if those people, the the influence a therapist can have when they're in, especially if there's a lot of transference going on. Yeah, it's incredible what could happen. I mean, I'm talking about brainwashing and all kinds of that's, stuff. That's right. There's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for abuse here. Therapy really should be ideology free. It is highly, highly individualized. And it shouldn't be that we're treating our clients um, in terms of, you know, some of the things that have been published lately, like trying to raise racial consciousness within your clients. So someone comes to you because they're getting a divorce or they're having work stress and you want to teach them about their white privilege or alternatively, you want to teach them about how oppressed they are. It's completely inappropriate for a therapist to impose their agenda upon clients. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And I'm horrified that people are being though. Yeah, and it seems like this this social media thing. It, I, I'm seeing tons of of like uh, these clips of of people who are licensed therapists who are promoting very what I think are pretty extreme uh, positions in terms of exactly that, like the racial and the gender stuff. And I keep thinking, I can't believe this is a licensed therapist who's saying this stuff because it's 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 very biased. It's not neutral at all, and I don't. I'm not seeing, although who knows, I, I, I'm not, I'm assuming these people are not getting in trouble for their views. Maybe they are, but I'm assuming mm. not. And then I think assuming like, safely and you know, what people should remember the, the people who, who like all this now, you know, you never know when the tides may turn. Do you want, mm -hmm. do you want this? Do you want your speech restricted? Do you want to be told to impose an ideology you disagree with? upon your clients. I don't think so. And all that said, what, what are, what should we be doing? I mean, should is a big word, right? But what, what's the right way to use social media? What, what, what is the most appropriate use of it? And I, I don't use it much. I don't have a Facebook. I don't, I used to use Instagram, but it's been a while since I've used that. It's been a couple of years. I started a Twitter account this fall that I don't use very much. I, I've played with it a little bit. One thing recently, like last week, I said something that was a little bit more opinionated. And I quickly had somebody in there saying, you shouldn't say this sort of thing. You should, you know, you've got to keep your, your image clean. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? We should talk, Leslie. <laughs> and I thought it was not, I was like, that's nice. That's a person who's coming from a place of, of obviously trying to be, um, it was a sort of a caretaking gesture to Help say, me. look, Watch out, you're getting too opinionated. Is it compassionate? Is it a place of compassion? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what do you think? What do you think, David? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think moral busybodies have, have taken over a little bit. <laughs> I think I think they want you to preserve their image of you. 
Yeah. That's what mm. I think. And yeah. they're disappointed. They're like, oh no, she's 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 not the way I thought. Yeah. Right. She's fit the box that I created around her. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's my my two cents. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. As soon as I started questioning a few things on my course, there were people who who said who came and spoke to me afterwards and they said there were a few people asking me about you because they knew a bit more and they were saying I, I was saying to them no he's not he's not like that he's not like that and I thought are you like that are you are you are you racist yeah. <laughs> what, for criticizing some anti-racist ideas no not necessarily but yeah it probably is this idea that, that you've that you've really turned to the dark side mm. <laughs> What, can I ask a question? Do we know what's happening with Jordan Peterson? Does he? Because I saw, I thought I saw a tweet of something saying that he might, he might record the training, or he said something like, "I may go along with this if you allow me recording equipment." I mean, obviously that probably isn't going to happen, but <laughs> I, just, I remember. Sorry. I was, oh, he he says he doesn't he doesn't intend to go, but I guess if they force it, he's going, and he wants to record it and post all of his retraining online so that people can witness the official attempts <laughs> to reorder his thinking. <laughs> uh, comedy show. That would be so much fun, wouldn't they? <laughs> it would be really fun. And then people could remix it and put rap over it, like oh. songs and music. Oh, <laughs> so cool. that's brilliant. And I know somebody who could do that. Yeah, there's someone I know who does a bit of rap. In <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the best rapper ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. And I, I sometimes I have seen his stuff, some of the tweets that he's been called out for. And it, and it makes me cringe just a little bit because they're pretty harsh. I don't necessarily disagree with where he's coming from, but I can see the anger, you know, and the irritation. Mm -hmm. I can see the, it, it's sort of the passion behind it makes me feel like, ooh, that was like a, that was like a hot take. That wasn't something you, you sat with and thought about, but that's, I mean, is it, is it okay to be authentically responding to things mm -hmm. on social media? I mean, it's, it's such a weird format because you're not in an, an, an organic conversation with people your words right. are just going to sit on the screen forever and they're going to hit people wherever they are in their own moment right instead of right now well, it's like texting too right like in a weird way like you'll be out like i don't know at the dentist and like somebody's texting you should i wear this outfit or this outfit i'm leaving in five minutes and it's like well, <laughs> fucking dentist i don't know <laughs> You know, I know, but I know what you mean. Like wherever you are and wherever you're at, like it's, it's, it's very weird. And I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not actually a huge fan of social media. I prefer in-person much more so. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a different, flawed, it's a very flawed forum for communication and it's easy to also to misinterpret things. And you know, you only have so many characters, so you can get your point across very, you know, only very briefly. But the, the, you know, the thing is, why isn't it okay for somebody to tweet something that maybe some people disagree with or that hurts your feelings? You know, I mean, talk about fragility. I think we've got woke fragility going on. Oh my God, I disagree with that. I can't stand it. I have to ruin this person's life. You know, like people who are um, upset about his comment about the Sports Illustrated model. I personally do think she's she's quite pretty. Um, 
And uh, they put her in a horrible bathing suit though, which I felt was a weird, 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 weird choice. But so I, I, you know, sort of don't agree with his statement, but I also get why he made the statement because they're trying to cram this, this body acceptance, body acceptance down our throat. So I understand the spirit in which it's made, but also even if I was 200 pounds and that hurt my feelings, so we can't survive <laughs> our feelings hurt anymore nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like what the heck? Why not? Why can't you just say, ah, what a jerk for saying that and go about your day. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, why are we all such big babies? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I really like the phrase woke fragility. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> They're the most fragile of the fragile. Gonna, that's what I'm going to title this when I, when I edit the video. <laughs> fragility. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, it, those are some really great points. And I, I think that whole concept of social media and what it's done to our culture and what it does to individuals and, and the, the impact it has on society is a really big discussion. And I'd love to maybe visit that in a more meaty way in the future with you guys, if you'd like. Um, and the, the big question here to me is who's to say he's doing it right or wrong and who who, where is this consensus coming from and who's managing this consensus that says he's, this man is doing it wrong when we see him doing it just about like everybody else is doing it. It's just this representation issue. Yeah. How, how much of it will be about his social media use? How much will it be about how you post on Twitter or how, but and, and how much of it will actually be about whether or not he's gender affirming or not? Because because that again they'll I'm assuming they'll obviously they'll obviously blur the lines between those two things because it's not really about social media uses it's about his opinions so I guess we'll never know but I'm so curious as to what I mean I really wish he would take his video cameras in there but I'm assuming it's not going to be about like how to use Twitter I mean how do these guys know how to use Twitter exactly Leslie like, right who who gets to decide. Mm-hmm. And who gets to decide what someone can say publicly and what someone cannot? I mean, who do we want to appoint in that role mm-hmm. over all of us? Mm-hmm. It's a scary thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate problem, right? Who decides? Yeah. Who decides? Yep. Well, there's a couple more comments in the chat we could read before we wrap up our conversation. Let's see. So um, here's Chris Freestone and Byzantine Ladybug recommending Rumble and Odyssey. Um, I haven't checked those out yet, but maybe I will. Mark Counseling says the critique from CRT is that therapy has always been political. I'm trying to get a grasp on how that is true. That's interesting. And that's, that's kind of the critique from CRT about everything in the world is that neutrality is itself a political uh, uh, position. But that doesn't mean the solution is more, more politic, more politicizing. I think they just want to re-politicize things. If they're not already political, I think they want to politicize them in their favor. I see it as a powerful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Byzantine Ladybug says we could do an interpretive dance to the training. (laughs) 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 Show me your fragility in dance. Yeah. Um, Mark counseling says Peterson is almost as emotional as he is brilliant, real person. And I, I think that's fair. I think that's true. CNY photo video says not only social media, it is 
often hard to get friends and relatives to speak on the phone. There seems to be a comfort wall behind texting, et cetera. Which in my opinion, increases our fragility. Yeah. It's more um, emotionally fragile, the less contact we have with real, yeah, when we're hiding. Mm. It's, a it's a problem in my mind. Mm. It's yeah. strange because it buffers us a little bit at the same time as it like enables. Makes us more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, you were going to say something. I think I jumped over you. No, I was just saying that's really, that's interesting. Right. It's, um, so Flash White says he previously was sacked from the BBC for racist comments. Is that Peterson? Was he? I don't know if that's Jordan Peterson he's talking about there. Friar Pestle says, I see a lot of cluster B type cognitive distortions among the vanguard of this movement. Oh, yes. I, and I, <laughs> I fully agree with that. And Josh Slocum on Disaffected does a great mm -hmm. idea for a great um, job of exploring that idea. Yeah. This cluster B in action. Mm -hmm. Let's see, uh, Emma Louie says some academics and lawyers sat around and said, let's make an actual cult. CNY photo video AI decides often. <clears throat> yeah, on what's, what's appropriate. I suppose mm -hmm. so. Chris Freestone says a lot of people say things on the internet they wouldn't dare say to your face. That's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then Byzantine Ladybug says overly fragile equals no resilience. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks to everyone who's been in the chat today. Thank you for all your good contributions. And this will be interesting to see how, how this plays out. I hope he stands firm. Yeah. I think so. I think the College of Psychologists thinks that they're going to make an example of him, but I think he's going to make an example of them. Ah, uh, good. Yeah, they messed yeah. with the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I hope you're right. I think so too. And thank you all for a great conversation around this. Yeah, don't forget to uh, check us out at solidgroundsupport.com. Yep. For your peer support groups. Jennifer's got her group in about 10 minutes if you're yep. looking for more, yep. more conversation. All right. Thank you, okay. Leslie. Yeah, thank Leslie. you guys. Bye.